Hey, 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 how are y'all doing? How are y'all doing? Yes, yes, this is Jeffrey. How y'all doing? We are slapping and rapping today. Yeah, I'm in here putting some paint on the walls and um, getting everything set up and the, the apartment prepped, you know, to be sprayed out and all that. But before we spray the apartments out, we always uh, cut out the kitchens and bathrooms and the kitchens and bathrooms are always uh, pretty much rolled out. Uh, because when you use a spray gun, it, it kind of leaves a mess everywhere. Not really a mess, but the, the particles fly and stick to stuff, like aerosol spray. You know, and so you can't really spray the kitchen and bathrooms. Um, but yeah, today it's happening and wrapping. And, um, you know, I want to talk about fitting in. Fitting in. Yeah, because I don't really fit in anywhere. Never have... And I'm not for sure if I ever will. So because of that, you know, if you are aware of my uh, platform, Internal Monarch, that's the reason why I'm making that. That's the the undercore reason, the real purpose, the motive of Internal Monarch is basically to find someone or find, find other people that resonate with me. Because my whole life, I've never really had anyone that resonate with. And that could be because of some of the things that happened as I was growing up. Um, and all that kind of stuff. But now as I get older, you know, there's a few things, you know, a few insights or a few epiphanies that have pretty much taken over the... I guess you call it the stem wheel of my consciousness. So when I find out something that is harmful or helpful, I try my best, in most cases, to try to implement that into my life. You know, so when I found out about, you know, all the unhealthy things going on with my food, I began to be more conscious of what I put inside my body. Once I start being more conscious of what I put inside my body, I start being more conscious of my body and realizing that it's more than just a body. It's actually like a vehicle, you know? And, you know, it's stuff like this that kind of alienates me to other people because other people are not into this kind of thing, especially um, other people of color. Now, I mean, a lot of Caucasians and Asian people are they 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 dabble with astrology and numerology and chakras and auras and energy and frequencies and, and you know people of color I just say Afrocentric people they do too but not as much you know it's been it's kind of been taboo in this culture and it's kind of funny because a lot of this came from African culture. You know, it just it was just pretty much taken during um, pretty much the crusades of, or pretty much the annihilation of what they would call tribal people, or what they also labeled as heathens because they wanted to convert people. You know, even the concept of God came from the quote unquote heathens. You know, but. They didn't use it in the term of the the British and the um, the colonial people who came through, right? So 
I mean, it is what it is, you know. And trying to find people to resonate with is kind of hard to do. Not really, like, what I'm trying to say is, what I'm really trying to say is, you know, I would love to advocate for my people. Who are my people? All human, all of humanity. But also uh, people of African descent. You know, that's one thing that culture kind of promotes, but at the same time, don't promote. And what I mean by that, you know, because I always do, I always show or try to give an example through a real life story. So a real life story would be what I'm trying to say. My brother has a little daughter and right now he's he's really into um, the Bible. You know, he's really religious. Um, he's faithful to the Lord. And, you know, he tries to live a life according to the commandments of the Bible. All right. Now, he's been doing this for over 20 years. You know, it's nothing new for him. However, um, now he is um, trying to actually stop going through the motions. You know, he, he don't want to go through the motions anymore. Now he wants to actually take it serious. And so he, you know, he don't want, he, he's actually looking into the name of Jesus. You know, that, that name wasn't even real. You know, <laughs> that they didn't even have the J. I'm like, yeah, bro, I already know all this stuff. I'm kind of like way past that part already, you know, which is why I'm who I am now. Because I've been asking certain questions and getting certain answers, you know. I'm like, but, you know, when I talk to my brother, because I don't try, to, I never try to rain on people's parade. You know, I'm not trying to rain on people's parade with the information I present or the stuff that I say, you know, um, but at the same time. Uh, so we're well, not at the same time. So so I don't never give him information that will make him become or put him in a state of cognitive dissonance. So I don't try to I don't try to put out information to him that will go against religion, you know, or go against what he believes. But I do question him. I do make him think outside the box a lot to make him expand his mind about whatever it is he's looking at, you know. And so one day he's telling me about, you know, him studying um, Hebrew language, you know, and, and decoding the Hebrew language and stuff like that. And him and his son is doing it, my little nephew and him and his daughter. And the daughter, was they're still young. And so he's like, well, I want to teach them, but I don't want them to go to school, you know, repeating the stuff that we're doing at home. And I was like, well, you know, why would you why would you be why would you be ashamed of teaching her? And then she goes back to school and and um, say something about it. Now, this goes into what you would call when it comes to parenting direct and indirect lessons okay this is something I've noticed when I do introspecting or looking back at my life this is something I noticed that every child goes through and that is direct and indirect life lessons that is basically the parent is trying to teach you something but throughout the course they also teach you stuff not knowing they're teaching it to you you know and when he told me that I was like well you know you're teaching her Directly, I want you to know who you are. So I want you to know about the Hebrews and what you know where they come from and 
all that stuff. But your indirect, but your what you're teaching—that's what you're teaching her conscious mind. But what you what you plug into her subconscious mind, the indirect indirect lesson is the fact that you should be ashamed of who you are. Don't you know? Don't be proud of who you are. That's basically what you're teaching her without even knowing you're teaching her that. You know. Because you're you're afraid for her to go back to school and say anything about, you know, what she's learning. That's a form of suppression. You know, and so that's the same thing it comes to when um, me trying to. It's the same thing when I'm trying to, you know, I want to I want to talk to about black issues and things like that. But it's almost like there's a pressure. You know what I mean? I don't. I'm, I don't know. It's like a pressure because when I look at a lot of people who who focus on only black people issues, they come off angry. And I'm, I'm not an angry person, as you can tell. I'm, I'm happy. I don't have a lot of drama in my life. You know, but. Black people are going through a lot of stuff that they shouldn't have to go through. And they always been going through this. So I'm thinking like, well, you know, should I devote my time trying to uplift the black community? You know? Or should I continue doing what I'm doing? And, and which will also help the black community if they actually took the time to get into it. But a lot of people get mad if you don't focus on the criminal stuff that's going on. Like you don't focus on all the people dying in the streets. And if you don't focus on the criminal justice system, which I do focus on that. I just don't focus on it in a way people might want it to be focused on, you know. But um, I just don't want to come across as an angry black man, <laughs> you know, because it's not that serious to me. You know, I'm just passing through. So, you know, I'm in a galactic storm and all these these little lightning things are just little different storms going on around me. And all I can do is point out, you know, different directions to go. I'm like, hey, you know, I've been up this way before. I want to let you know there's a storm up there. You ain't got to go. But people don't want to listen. Then they, they're going to have to go through the storm. You know what I mean? But I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, this is slapping and rapping. And I'm just trying to figure out, you know, should I focus more on black people's issues or worldly issues? You know? Because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. A lot of people are calling people coons and what do you call them? Uh, cooning and you selling out. You know, because like you're looking at like a lot of people, a lot of black people, not even a lot of black people, but Trump is paying a lot of these celebrities to hang out with him to try to sway the black people's vote or to get them to be comfortable with what's going on right now. Um, and, you know, it is what it is, you know. Um, he's been he's he, he he's looking really suspect with the people he's putting into the cabinet, and um, you know, and so he's trying to get people to kind of sway down by just putting their their entertainers in front of them. He's not really going into the communities and talking to people who actually have, you know, some type of intellectual background. I was you know I was listening to a guy named I think his name is Boyce Watkins. It might have been Boyce Watkins. It might have been someone else. But that's but they was this was what they were saying. Like he's not he's not going and talking to the people who that who have intellectual backgrounds. He's talking to the celebrities. He's talking to the the entertainers. You know, it might have been D. L. Hoogley who said this. But you know, he's not talking to anybody who has any type of 
real clout in the community. You know, these people are just people who who play on these people's desires. You know, a comedian, a football player, a rapper. You see what I'm saying? Like these people don't have any type of real connection to the people, and that Trump is really going to be affecting. You know what I mean? So these people are a lot of people in the community are saying these people are selling out. Steve Harvey. You know, Steve Harvey, when he said something to Steve Harvey, I don't know if you've seen that or not, but he said something to Steve Harvey, like, yeah, me and Steve Harvey are real close friends. Man, Steve Harvey looks so nervous. He looks so out of place. He's like, oh, man, you shouldn't have said that, man. You, you, you taking away my credit. You know what I mean? Like, he don't want to be associated with Trump, but he's there for the photo op. <laughs> you know what I mean? So a lot of people are saying these people are selling out, you know, just to try to get uh, the uh, people of color to... Um, to um to go along with what's going on, you know. Let's get along, oh baby. Let's get along. No, okay. Listen, like I said, slapping and rapping, ladies and gentlemen, slapping and rapping. So um, yeah. So that's that's one thing, you know. And like I said, I've always I've always never really fit in, you know. Um, I don't fit in. I'm okay with not fitting in. Some at one point I used to be lonely. Then I used to get mad. Then I realized after talking to grandpa, you know, you can never really be bored unless you just don't like yourself. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, he grew up like me too. See, my grandpa, he grew up in the. He was born in the thirties. Um, he's eighty some, eighty four years old. He just had a birthday on the tenth, actually, and. Um, he grew up a little bit different from a lot of people. You know, back then there was racism and all that kind of stuff, but he didn't go through none of that. He was brought up in a smaller town and, um, you know, he didn't have to go through a lot of the racism stuff. I mean, he did, but only because of black people. It wasn't the white people who were treating him bad. It was the white people who were treating him bad. I mean, the black people who were treating him bad because he was getting along with other white people. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so... My grandpa told me that growing up, he was something like me. You know, he was kind of like the eyeball in the group. And, you know, he didn't really, people didn't really understand him and things like that, you know. But so, but he gave me some information that actually helped me out when it comes to, you know, depending on other people for my happiness. And that, like I said, that was, you know, being able to entertain yourself, you know, be happy with your own company, you know. And that helped me out a lot, and so because of that, that kind of that's kind of what put me on the path of self discovery, you know. Um, and I've been on it ever since, you know. As far as trying to figure out, you know, what what information has been taken out of the general public, you know, concerning the people, who has it, why are they why are they hoarding it, what can it do for us. You know, stuff like that. I'm curious. A lot of people are not curious. A lot of people are are fearful. You know, curiosity is is something you you can't have curiosity and fear too. You gotta have one or the other. You know, and I'm one of those people who have the curiosity and not the fear. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm so clueless to things I probably should be afraid of, but I'm not. You know, some people I'm just just thinking about, you know, older people as you get older people. And I know I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be that kind of person 
when I get older, people ain't probably ain't gonna want they gonna be like, what's wrong with this guy? He's like, he just looking forward to dying? <laughs> and no, I'm not gonna be looking forward to dying, but I realize that a lot of older people, when they get older, you know, they start talking about their their mortality. But they don't really talk about what they believe is gonna happen when they leave here because I mean they, they're really focused on it, really hard. They focus on it. You know, they really are contemplating in the back of their mind, like, you know, I'm not going to be here too much longer. I got to get everything set up for people and make everybody straight before I leave here and, you know, and try to spend as much valuable time with people. But I know they are thinking about, I wonder if, you know, some people might might really feel that whatever it is, the system they have in their life is really what's going to happen. But does the Bible really talk about really what happens after your transition? Does it, it just talks about heaven or hell, you know? Uh, does it talk about what happened before you got here? I don't know that question. That's a question for you. Because if it talks about what happened, before, you know, what are you doing before you get here? You know, then I can, I can, I can feel like maybe people can find some solace in it. But if it's only going to tell you what's going to happen when you leave here, but it's not even, it, it can't even tell you what's going on before you got here, that's kind of spooky, you know? Because... I could tell my my lady or my, my the missus, you know, <laughs> and uh, until someone come, someone comes here and say, you know what, I died. This is what happened, and this system is definitely the wrong system, you know, because we have so many different systems on the planet. We have Buddhism, Judaism, um, we have Satanism, we have what Scientology, we have Christian, you know, yes. <laughs> Uh, Baptist and Catholic and all these different religions, right? How many people came back from the dead and said, look, I followed that one and it was definitely the wrong one. It's definitely. That one ain't the right one. I ain't going to tell you which one is the right one, but I'm going to tell you right now, that one is wrong. <laughs> Nobody has came back and said, you know, and helped us do the process of elimination. Like, hey, that system is wrong. Or, hey, that system is right. Who came back and said it? Nobody. You see what I'm saying? Like, so like, who has the authority? Who's who's authority? Who's who's um who's making this official? Who's making this saying? Who's saying this is the official thing? You know, it's telling. It's, it's I don't know. I mean, you know, just me, just me. I'm like I said. No people can lead you to your salvation, but they can't give it to you. They can probably walk you in the direction of salvation. But there's no way they can hand it to you. All right. So, hold on a second. I gotta spray some stuff. Got some rust on one of the. Um, got some rust on one of the door hinges. So what I'm gonna do is spray some kills on here to seal that rust part and let that dry. And then I will come back and paint over this kills there we go alright yes yes so what's on the schedule for today we're going to take a break for a second alright take a break for a second and we will return after these messages alright
So that's what's going on with me. That's what's going on with this site. Give me a second. Oh, no. That's what's going on with the site. That's what's going on with not fitting in. You know, and things of that nature. But I think I'm going to wrap it up. with stopping and wrapping. Because I think I'm running out of things to talk about. Not really. But I just wanted to get on and talk about that. Oh, okay. Give me a second.